Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I am all about teaching you how to live a frugal, debt-free life. Money, like life, is messy and complicated and doesn't always fit inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for a grace-filled money discussion that leaves you encouraged and not feeling judged, you have come to the right place. Hi, everyone. How are you? I took last week off. My family went on vacation and I decided for the first time in a long time, I wasn't going to pre-plan any content, but I'm back today. We're going to be talking about how the economy is impacting our personal economy. So how inflation is impacting our day-to-day spending. And I took it to my Instagram community and I asked all of you how you know, the rising cost of everything is impacting your day to day. And so I'm going to share some of those things. But first, I wanted to tell you about something exciting. So I'm going to be speaking at a financial symposium this summer. It's the spending symposium put on by Jill and Jen from the Frugal Friends podcast. I love them so much. My talk will be June 27th, and the topic is money can't buy what you really want. Here's how to find out what that is. And by the way, it is free to attend, so I will leave a link in the show notes so that you can sign up, get your free ticket. And it's not just me. There are a ton of speakers. It lasts June 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th, and includes some of my friends like Jesse Furon and Caroline Bensel. And I'm just really excited to be a part of this. So if you're interested, check out the show notes and grab your free ticket. Okay, I want to talk to those of you who really are struggling with the rising cost of everything. It's really easy to look at your budget from this year versus your budget from last year or even six months ago and feel like you're failing, like you are completely falling apart, like you are doing something wrong. And I want to remind you, you already know this, but you personally didn't cause any of these things to happen. You personally did not cause inflation. You personally did not cause prices to rise at the gas station. So you don't don't take it personally. You're not failing in your budget. You're not doing something wrong and no one else has a magic secret formula that you don't have. And I know that you probably already know that, but if you needed to hear it, There you go. So how has inflation personally impacted our budget? You know, you probably know that we are seeing record inflation. Um, I haven't seen inflation this high in my lifetime. And based on my demographics, you probably haven't either. And your parents can probably speak to it. But we're living in a completely different world than we were the last time inflation was this high. In fact... If you account for inflation, minimum wage today is actually worth less than it was in the 1970s, which blows my mind to think about. So respectfully, while we can learn from our parents and grandparents, we're dealing with things that I don't want to say are worse, but they're definitely different and unique to modern times and it's difficult financially and we're parenting during a pandemic and it feels like we're constantly bombarded with bad news and so sometimes it's just good to take a break and take a breather and go touch grass as the kids on TikTok say and just kind of refocus our brains. So for us, some of the things that we're doing 
is being more conscious of where we go. If we have errands, we're going to try to batch them. So we're not leaving the house and going here and then, oh, I forgot to do this. I'm leaving the house and going there. We try to get things done in one swoop to save time, but also gas. We have changed a lot of our summer plans and travel plans, and that's fine. Like getting to travel at all is an immense privilege. So I don't want to complain about, you know, oh, my vacation changed. No, but it did. And it's fine to acknowledge that, that it changed because we did the math and we realized that the gas to drive out to Sequoia, where we were going to go in California, was just going to cost too much. And that was more than we could justify. And so we took a trip closer to home and it was just as wonderful and magical. We are not eating out. We used to do um, family coffee dates on Friday and we quit doing those. And instead I buy the cold brew packs from Walmart and make cold brew at home. And I'll make my kids a smoothie at home. And we go outside in the backyard and my kids jump on the trampoline. And my husband and I sit under our big umbrella on our porch and chill and have a cold brew. And it's nice. It's different, but it's nice. And we're enjoying the slower pace that we've chosen to have during these, you know, weird financial times. You know, it is scary. And I want to acknowledge that, that I don't let myself make fear-based decisions. That's never a good idea. But having gone through the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009 and losing our jobs and losing our house and going through that, sometimes I feel a very familiar fear and I have to kind of bat it away from me. Like, no, get away, go. (laughs) Because I feel it creep in and I think, oh, is it going to be like that again? I think that there is some fin- financial trauma that I have held on to. You're probably rolling your eyes as I say that. And it's okay. I'm rolling my eyes at myself too. I'm so dramatic. But that fear is real. And I'm so grateful that we have the habits that we've developed to make it easier when things like this happen when prices suddenly increase, when things are changing rapidly from day to day. But there's only so much we can do, right? We we can save and we can invest and we can be frugal, but we can't control what's going on around us. Even without inflation, even without the potential of a recession, we still have very little control over outside factors of our lives. And Even if prices at the gas pump and the grocery store weren't rising, something could happen at any moment to any of us that can change. And so holding on to what is the most important and what we know to be true and what matters to us the most is vital in surviving these uncertain financial times. Okay, so let's get into what you guys had to say. So Garcia Family 2009 says driving a lot less and eating cheaper. And I offered some tips on Instagram this week on how I save money on groceries. And they're not mind-blowing tips, but I wanted to share some of them with you very quickly. So I'm first meal planning based on what's already in my refrigerator. I had 10 little potatoes in there and um, a bag full of baby carrots. So I chopped them up and put them in my slow cooker with some chicken breast and chicken broth and lots of seasoning. So as my husband says, SPG, salt, pepper, garlic, 
So I salt, pepper, garlic, all of it, put a little olive oil and cooked it on low for six hours. And it was delicious, but it used up, you know, this random half onion I have and this tiny little handful of carrots. So I'm meal planning based on what's in my fridge first. Another thing I'm doing is only buying foods I know we will eat. Now is not the time for me to be trying new experimental recipes that we might hate. So I'm just sticking with our old family favorites, keeping things really simple. And like I said, using things up. So if we've got a little bit of lunch meat left in the fridge, okay, we're going to have sandwiches for dinner. Not necessarily giving myself the pressure to cook like three squares a day. It's summer. So we're going to have a looser meal plan, but also making sure we're not throwing stuff away because the most expensive food you buy is the food you don't eat and you throw away. And then we're using less expensive vegetables to bulk up meals. My friend, Jessie Fearon, this is the second time in this podcast I've referenced her today, but she talked about how she's been using a lot more cabbage to bulk things up. For me, it's carrots. Carrots are very inexpensive and I can shred them and add them into things. I made four lasagnas a couple weeks ago and you can really bulk up your sauce by adding extra vegetables to it. Uh, a meatloaf, you can take you know, a smaller amount of ground turkey and add mushrooms and bell peppers and a bunch of vegetables and it makes it delicious, but it also bulks it up. So that's what I've been focusing on. That's what's helping our family of six keep our cost as low as we can. D Huber 24 says no driving unless essential needs, no summer trips, meal planning and pantry challenge for the summer, hanging at home and grateful to have one appreciating what we have having a sense of gratitude, I feel like is going to boost us through some of this, you know, I have healthy children, I have a healthy marriage, we're in a safe house, everyone is loved and cared for. Those are invaluable things. And I keep reminding myself of them. And I also acknowledge that I have things far easier than so many people. So I don't want to, you know, minimize what's going on. But just reminding myself of those truths has become increasingly important, but also caring for what is in front of me. So my friend Carly from Debt Free Mom, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago. You can go check out that episode. But we talked about how care creates contentment. So that's kind of her tagline. And it's so true. When we start to feel down on ourselves and down on our lives and down on our situations, it becomes important to care for ourselves and care for our spaces. So that episode is called Pay Period Budgeting and Contentment with Debt-Free Mom. But we both talked about our experiences of taking things that we already have and putting the time to clean it up, care for it, shine it, polish it. And it's almost like it's a new experience, a new, a new item. So check that out because I feel like it's going to make a lot of you feel better and empower you. So Lisa K624 says, drop Netflix, no big loss, cutting back on eating out and stocking up on a few essentials, trying to break my soda addiction. I have it down to two a day. Well, based on soda prices, that's going to save you $27 million by the end of the summer. Soda is expensive. I have a Diet Dr. Pepper addiction that I'm trying to kick. 
Amanda Darbia said we had a budget where every dollar was accounted for and nothing wasted. So now without a raise to match inflation, we find ourselves unable to save anything in our savings account and pulling money from sinking funds just to cover gas. We already do all the money saving things. So we're just stuck till inflation calms down or we get a significant raise. We have five children. This is not a fun time for us. No, it's not. And it's a scary time. Amanda, you are not alone in your feelings. And this is definitely a time where we need to take care of each other. And so please do not feel like you can't reach out for help. And if you, not you, Amanda, but anyone listening, if you are in a position where you can help someone just with a simple like, hey, we're having, we're grilling out tonight. Can you come over? Or checking in on them, making sure that they have the groceries that they need. If you have any extra and you are willing to share the impact that that has on someone will last a lifetime. When my husband and I got pregnant with our oldest son, we were, we had just come out of losing our home and, um, I did not have the best insurance in the world. I was fully employed and fully insured, but my insurance was very expensive. And I saved up my entire pregnancy to pay for the birth, his birth, but we didn't have anything. And people showed up for us. You know, my sister, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> my sister gave me a crib. Um, my friend Heather Blanton gave me all of her baby clothes people showed up for us. And I remember how it felt to, to feel like, ugh, I can't afford to buy my baby a crib and to be given that. And that doesn't leave you. And now we're in a completely different situation. We're debt free. We, you know, when we had our second kid, it we were in a completely different situation, but you don't forget those feelings of when you were in need and people showed up for you. Tooth Fairy 1214. I love your account name. I don't know why that tickled me. It says, We were actually eating our leftovers, lol. Taking our lunch to work, buying an air fryer instead of heating up the entire house with the oven to cook dinner, line drying some of our pool towel laundry instead of running the dryer so much, doing grocery pickup at Aldi and Walmart instead of going into Publix and buying all the things, stretching out a longer time between boys' haircuts, doing trims in between cuts at home, mowing our one-acre yard every other week instead of every week in the summer to stretch out the gas for the mower. I don't know though, if any of it is really helping, LOL, praying it is. I think the little things add up. I think that we need to focus on the big savings, the $300 savings when we call our insurance and we get a better rate and we cancel our cell phone plan and we go with a cheaper plan. I think all of those things matter, but I also think that the little things do add up. I think that all of it over time adds up. And so your efforts aren't fruitless. Tabby Trio says, I'm bringing my lunch to work more. Eat less trips to the grocery store, reduces the risk of impulse shopping, less meat on the menu, use it up or do without, avoiding the stores that are having sales. I'm looking at you, Bath and Body Works. I feel like I've been personally victimized by Bath and Body Works based on the number of flyers they've sent me recently. They sent me a $10, a $40 coupon. And I was like, get behind me, Satan. I love Bath and Body Works. I am the most 
basic person you know. Ms. Thompson123 said, My husband took on a part-time job last year to help us pay down debt and qualify to buy our house. Unfortunately, now he's stuck with it indefinitely. We're mindful to not waste anything. I'm stocking up at salvage stores and with coupons and rebates. I'm line drying most of our laundry. Even when it rains, we have drying racks set up inside. And I turn on a fan because the fan uses way less power than the dryer. Using the countertop appliances instead of the gas stove, we're not making any excess trips and cutting corners when we can. Hugastiel said, the cost of food and gas has really impacted our budget. Here in the San Francisco Bay Area, gas is about $6.29 a gallon for regular. I commute 65 miles to work at least once per week. We cut back on our, quote, entertainment budget first, then ended up having to cut our monthly contribution to our kids' 529 plan. There's no room in the budget for summer camp or enrichment programs. Definitely not ideal, but ideal, but I feel fortunate that we are still employed and able to pay our mortgage and feed our kids. <sighs> Look, we're doing the best we can. And your kids are fed. Your kids are healthy. Your kids are cared for. And while it stinks to have to cut out things at the end of the day, knowing that they are loved and cared for is the most important thing that you can do for your child. I did get a few responses that wanted to remain anonymous in my question box. And one of them said, every time I buy groceries or gas, I tear up. Yeah, I don't tear up, but every time I buy groceries or gas, I think about that there was a time when I definitely could not have afforded to put $65 worth of gas in my car. Like there was no way we would have been able to cover that. And knowing that that's a reality for a lot of people of, okay, well, what bill isn't going to get paid this month so we can buy groceries? And it angers me. It angers me for those people. Personally, in our house, we were able, you know, at one point we were spending about $100, $120 a week on groceries for six people. And now it's 200 And, you know, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts to leave Walmart and feel like you have hardly anything in your cart and you've spent $200. This is the most depressing episode I think I have put out. So I got two comments from the same person. One of them said, devoting less to paying off debt. Haven't reduced retirement savings yet, but that's next. Y'all, that terrifies me. And then the second comment was, I've stepped up my side hustles. To bring in more money, hubby has picked up overtime shifts when available. So you're probably wondering, why did you share all that, Lydia? That was so depressing because I want you to realize that you're not the only one. You're, it is easy to go to the grocery store, go get gas, drive home and feel like, man, what am I doing wrong? What is everyone else surviving and I'm out here just barely getting by? No, you're not. You're not, you're not alone in this. And if you're having to put less money towards debt right now or freeze your debt payoff to build up your emergency fund or simply pay for gas and groceries, it's okay, you're not failing. If you have to stop contributions to your kid's college fund, you're not failing. If you have to cancel summer camp this year so that you can pay your rent, you're not failing. So I'm going to leave you with the reminder that you didn't cause this. You're not failing. You're doing the best you can. And I'm so freaking proud of you. 
And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who has left a review. This is how people find the show and we can spread this message of hope and healing from financial shame and not judging ourselves. Thank you for being here. Check out the spending symposium in the show notes and you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin. You can find me on frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you will hear every episode that you might've missed. And I'll talk to you soon.